Welcome to the Classroom Brew Podcast. The teacher podcast is a little bit like drunk history. But wait, do you guys actually drink while you record episodes? Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Welcome back to Classroom Brew. This is episode 78. Uh, So hopefully I sound a little bit better than last time, uh, because I'm not really dealing with the flu anymore. I'll be honest, that was probably about, I don't know, a week and a half, two weeks worth of nastiness, including the trip to Nashville, but a lot better now. I certainly feel a lot better, at least, even though I I, I did have a moment where I was... um, didn't really feel uh, so hot like this morning, but I think that's more so because of the time change. So again, advocating for why don't we just switch things 30 minutes instead of 60 minutes because it makes it really hard when you're getting up and it's dark again. So if you have not already, please make sure that you rate and review whatever app you are listening in. If you're in iTunes, great, Stitcher, awesome, Spotify, cool, but make sure rate and review the show that really helps us out. It bumps us up. It's the same thing as if you were looking something up on Google. You're more likely to click something that's on page one versus the likelihood of clicking on something that is on page four or whatever it is. I don't know where we're at, but even still. If you want to be on the show, you can reach us at Classroom Brew on your favorite social media or email us, classroombrew at gmail.com. So for this week, this has been something that I've thought a lot about Um, I was telling Brian from The Lazy Teacher that out of like a 72-hour period, I think I spent about seven, eight, nine, even 10 hours just thinking about this, and that includes at work and at home. So Brian did an episode. This was last week. Um, It was an episode. uh, The title of it was actually, I can't remember. He started with uh, talking about a starfish. The story of, you know, making an impact on uh, one and if you can actually save the thousands, whatever it is. Uh, It was a a very nice story. It was superhero syndrome. And he released that, excuse me, on March 8th. So it's a great episode. It's his uh, 62nd episode, Superhero Syndrome. So make sure you check that out. But in the episode, Brian mentions uh, the students that maybe they're not ready to be reached by a teacher. Maybe they're not uh, willing uh, to be a student at that moment, or maybe they're not the student that you're going to save, or you're not going to turn around, or you're not the profound person in their life. And really, even though it's not a popular opinion as a high school or elementary teacher, whatever, it's really something that I'm trying to come to terms with right now. So (laughs) I'm I'm thinking about it, and I had one initial plan for this episode, um, probably would have been a little bit more explicit version of the episode, but I've, I've had a few more events recently that have, have come to life, um, even today. So I'm recording this on a Wednesday. This episode is dropping uh, the following morning. So uh, really this afternoon, like as soon as I got home, I busted out the mic uh, and now here we are. But which reminds me, by the way, there was a field trip today in our building that like we knew about it like a day or two before, but could use a little bit more notice in terms of planning. 
and just one or two days before. And it was for, uh, it was an all-female group working on womanhood is the name of it. Wow. (laughs) And they're like, well, we have this field trip. It's an all-day thing. Uh, It's working on, you know, I'm assuming some skills within their framework for uh, working on womanhood. Uh, There's also Becoming a Man, which it's BAM for short. But uh, not too long ago, there was was some sort of like a life directions field trip. And this was last year. And they were like, we're going to go see Black Panther. And I was like, okay, cool. There is a very practical application for knowing who you are and not turning your back and addressing mistakes of the past. And like, okay. I see how that could be worked in. And uh, so I'm thinking, because I just saw last Friday uh, the new Captain Marvel uh, with Brie Larson, which was fantastic. And I'm thinking, oh, working on womanhood, it's a um, a movie that has some sort of um, feminist undertones to it, or I guess maybe overtones, whatever you want to call it. Are you going to go see Captain Marvel? It's a great movie. Like, I'm excited for you guys to tell me what, how you, what you thought of it. And... Uh, the response I got was, oh, we're not going to go see, we're not seeing Captain Marvel, Mr. F. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, what are you going to go see? And the response that I got that I did not expect was, oh, yeah, well, again, we're not seeing Captain Marvel. We're going to see the new Medea movie from Tyler Perry. What? I thought it was like, hey, let's let's focus on, I, I don't know, something that's actually related. Maybe it has some sort of deeper meaning, empowerment for women. We just had International Women's Day. It's Women's History Month. And you're going to watch Tyler Perry in Medea's family funeral? Oh. So that was, that was a shock for me, which, by the way, 4.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 39% on Metacritic. But Google users, 86% liked the movie. Hmm. Uh, I'm guessing, which by the way, I just read the thing. I'm guessing it's a funeral, and when Medea gets there, everything changes. Of course, because it's Medea. It's like Medea number 17. Like they're, Like, it's always the name, like... Star Wars 3, Return of the... Medea 76, A Family Funeral. And then the next one's going to go back to, like, Medea goes to jail. Medea goes to school. Medea buys a backpack. <laughs> Medea sits on a couch. <laughs> and, then, and then finally it ends with, like, Medea's not doing so good. So that was, that was the funeral. I did not expect that from um, the trip today. Not to not to shit all over um, Tyler Perry and his Medea movies. I'm, I'm sure it's not that bad. I'm, maybe there's some deeper message that they liked. I'm sure they chose it for a reason. I just wasn't expecting them to say, we're going to go see Medea all day. Way too long. Anyways, back to, back to Brian. Sorry, I had to get that out. Um, but I, I've been thinking about those students. I don't want to say lost causes, but... Let me just preface this a little bit here. I have one class in particular towards the end of the day. And to put it lightly, <laughs> it's a shit show. Uh, it's not an issue of behavior management. I have classes that are 
similar with IEPs and 504s and trauma. But for some reason, and it's partly because it's the end of the day and the combination of personalities, but there's a number of students that have become particularly difficult. And I looked at it and there's, in terms of like failures, um, I only had 12 uh, last last semester. So first semester, 12 kids total out of like 130, 140. So like not bad, I guess. Less than 10% failing rate. And uh, of those 12, eight of them came from this class period alone, meaning that the other four came from my other 115 students. So that's kind of what we're dealing with. And uh, that doesn't mean that the entire class is bad. There's some shining stars in that class, truly. Uh, Some fantastic kids. Now, the problem is that a number of them have grown frustrated with some kids. And it's gotten to the point where I'm starting to kick more kids out. One in particular, I could be starting a, a lesson, and then we're about five, six minutes in where you're setting the purpose, and you're giving the background, and I'm about to set them up for the task, and then, what the fuck is you guys doing? I need a fucking pencil. Hey, bitch, what's going on? And that's what I have to deal with. I've already started a lesson. I've got some kids that are starting to engage, kids that have come in tardy, got everything squared away. The first five, 10 minutes are usually pretty hectic. And then when fifteen, the 15 minute mark or the 20 minute mark, it really varies. There's no telling when this particular student walks in. It all goes out the window. Now, redirecting a student like that. It's very easy to just like call them out and say something about it, but I try not to do that. I don't like to single kids out. So some things that have worked with this student, every so often she'll come to see me outside of class because take a guess if she does her work or not. Uh, And so I, I will work with her. I've spent easily hours upon hours every single week just working with her on getting her caught up from the stuff that she didn't do because she was off task, all that stuff. Now, things that work include talking to her outside of class, having some sort of a restorative conference with her and a third party to kind of get things back on track. However, today, for example, we came up with some sort of a um, non-verbal and a verbal cue for her to know, hey, I'm not going to call you out, but between you and I, I'm calling you out for whatever you're doing. Now, it doesn't matter what it is because you know it's wrong. And Regardless of that, like we're setting that up, we're all good to go. We get to the point and then I do the nonverbal cue. It's not getting through. Switch to the verbal cue and then it's, well, why the fuck are you calling me out? And that's the response I get after we had just set it up. Now, I don't want to seem like I'm, you know, unsympathetic. Clearly, if something like this is going on, it, it makes me sad that Clearly, if she's putting people at a distance with an arm by being nasty and sneering and things like that, she's protecting herself. I get that, 100%. But I'm at the point now where I have to think about the other 25-plus kids in the room. The other issue that I've really noticed is that it's becoming more of a crutch to use the trauma and the stuff in her life. So rather than trying to work on it, fix it, make people aware of it so that there's empathy on both sides, it's becoming, well, I've got this going on, so, you know, F it. And so that's that's what I'm really kind of disturbed by, I guess, is that there's this 
resistance to coaching this student figuratively. There's this resistance to wanting to work things out. And rather than seeing her circumstances as what they are, circumstances that she has to overcome and has support to do so, they've become excuses. And so I did what anyone would do. I called for backup in this case. Maybe not anyone, but I called for backup. We have this new restorative coach that's in the building, and so she kind of took a look at the interactions that all these classmates are having together. Because whenever it's a a teacher-led time, sure, there's those disruptions here and there. But for the most part, it's once I send them out to work independently that things fall apart, right? Because that's where the autonomy is. And if they're not motivated and they don't have someone constantly saying, here's what we're doing now and now and now and now and now, even if it's done on an independent basis, it doesn't work. Uh, But she took a look, kind of assessed things, and she uh, met with me. And here's what we decided to do today. I'm just going to set the stage. Students walk in. We have a randomly assigned slip of paper. Some of those papers say student and some of them say teacher. And I, I loved this idea, by the way. The idea was you were assigning these students and teachers, quote unquote teachers, so that you would have some students, a familiar face, a peer, whatever, at the front of the room. And they were given a very basic idea. It could be What does a trustworthy friend look like? And their job is to give the students in the room some sort of a task. They convey the message that they believe, and they have a quick little two-second discussion. All they had to do was last three minutes and achieve their goal as a quote-unquote teacher. The whole time, no redirection from me or from this coach to handle you know, the outbursts and the disruptions and uh, the people that are late and the phone issue. Because phones are always an issue, right? And what we got was exactly what we would have expected, right? I have expected it to be like, oh, they're going to sniff this out and understand what's going on instantly. But of the five students that were posing as teachers and trying to get a quick two to three minute lesson on the most simple thing possible, every single one of them broke at some point or tried to give up at some point, and we had to say, no, 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 your time is not up. Even some that were yelling like, shut up. Or ones that were, they were like, you guys are so disrespectful to me right now. I'm trying to get this across. And the irony is, guess if we quote unquote randomly assigned kids to the teacher role that are problematic when a real teacher is at the front of the room? The answer is yes. Kind of. We weren't trying to call people out, so it was somewhat random, but a little bit of a nudge like, hey, John Doe over here, maybe he should see the other side of things. So I thought that was great. And me personally, it was my chance to be like, hmm, what are these kids doing all day when I'm trying to teach? So I was shouting things out like across the room. You got a pencil over there? Can I charge my phone? Hey, they're on their phone. Why can't I be on my phone? Stuff like that to really kind of get them... uh, going so they can kind of see what things are like. About half of them were like completely outraged, like, what the hell is going on? I pulled two or three kids aside that are newer to the class to be like, hey, here's what's happening. Just bear with me for today. And then I I did cue in, uh, clue in rather, one student that she's very highly motivated. At one point, she considered being like a TA for the class because she gets kind of frustrated with some of the other kids. And so she was like kind of, we were kind of like toying around like, Mr. F, can I borrow a pencil across the room? And be like, uh, I'll see if I can have one. Uh, 
stuff like that. To, like she was really having a good time with it because she gets very frustrated with some of the kids in this group. And obviously as a teacher, it's very uh, frustrating as well. <laughs> and one of them too was funny because it's one of the students I have a very good relationship with. And I, I was like, let's just say that his name is Bob. And I was like, Bob, I need a pencil. And he was like, give me one second. I'm teaching. I need it now. Like exactly something that Bob earlier in the year would have said. So that was a good moment. And he was just like, get out, like as a joke. Um, so in terms of building empathy, I'm not sure how it's going to go because right after the restorative coach segued into a discussion and it was centered around what was that like for you as a student? What was it like for you as a teacher? What behaviors are you seeing on one side of the coin or the other? And across the board, they're giving you the answers they expect. Wow, that must be really hard. Like, And that was only three minutes? Stuff like that. But what I'm very concerned about is that not every kid was consistent. They recognized, hey, that's disrespectful. Or maybe I was being disrespected as someone that was trying to participate with the fake teacher. Or maybe I was the fake teacher and they were being disrespectful. They recognized it. But then as soon as an adult the uh, restorative justice coach, or I can't remember her exact title, as soon as she was back there, it was back to business as usual. So I'm at the point where with some of these kids, and I, I get that this is only step one, and I'm actually very excited for how today went, uh, even though attention is still an issue, blurting out is still an issue. I am still very excited about how it went and uh, where it can go. And me personally, since I don't usually have a lot of behavior issues, I usually have a very good handle on it, I've been very disappointed in myself for having this one class that I don't always have a handle on what's going on in there. One student in particular was talking about, like, I was so scared as soon as I got up there because I don't know what they're going to blurt out. And I was like, yes, exactly. Now, a lot of times it's just attention-seeking. I get that. And there's certain strategies you can take, like in terms of like actually giving attention to that or only, you know, giving positive reinforcement to the kids that are doing what they're supposed to be doing and then just ignoring the bad behavior and that should hopefully influence it. Not everything is going to work every single time. But back to the sample student, kind of knowing the context. It's not that I've given up. I've tried a bunch of stuff and it's not just the one student, but there are a few in particular that are highlighted by this exemplar, where I'm starting to think, you know what? I'm at the end. You get a handful of mulligans each year, right? Some kids more than others because they actually use them up. And they might genuinely come to you like, hey, I, I really apologize for this, whatever. But it's at the point now where I, I'm not sure how I'm going to have to, like, do you want help from me? Or do you just want to be angry? That's that same student. I don't remember what episode that was. That story came up. But I've had to ask her, do you want help? Or do you just want to be angry about something? You want to sit in a desk. You don't want to move around and do stations. But then we sit in a desk and you're like, I got to move around. Okay, so let's do stations. Well, but I want to sit in a desk. I don't. It's beyond confusing. And I get it. Part of it is just whatever it is, there's going to be some state of discontentment but I got to still try something, I guess. So I've started to take a lot of, even though I'm sure this is somewhat um, cyclical, what I'm going through, it's kind of going around and around and around between guilt and trying something and then being comfortable with giving up on that. 
But there are some students that don't necessarily take the end of the semester when they are failing as a red flag. There are also some that don't see a problem with saying, hey, where's my fucking missing work? When they come to you during your lunch period that you already are working with three or four students and mid-conversation. So, I don't have a solution. This is a lot different episode than I've usually done. It's not as comedic as it usually is. Aside from Medea, right? That's... It's Tyler Perry as an old woman. But it's it's a lot different. It was something that I was thinking about, and um, I really do encourage you to check out Brian's episode, especially you know the opening part where he does the starfish story. Uh, it's been shared around on Instagram quite a bit. So I guess what I'm thinking is if you are a student and you're listening to this or if you're a parent, whatever the case may be, There was something that I found a long time ago that I've kind of thought about using, but finding a a less harsh version. And this is from Teacher Confession on Instagram. So this is not something that I came up with, but I thought this was a good way to kind of round us out for this episode. So this is a poster in their room that they they handwrote, handwritten, whatever. And it says, reality check. So here goes nothing. Number one. You will not be rewarded for bad behavior. Number two, being told no is a part of life. Get over it. Number three, you are free to make your choice. You are not free of the consequences. Number four, life is not fair. Number five, you are not the boss. Number six, the world does not revolve around you. Number seven, respect is earned. It is not just given. Number eight, the world owes you nothing. You have to work for it. Number nine, fits and tantrums will get you nothing. Stop wasting your time. Number 10, you put yourself here. You need to fix you. So that's kind of been circulating my mind. Uh, That said, it's other than that, it, I'm trying not to let one class, one 50 minute period every day cloud the accomplishments of the rest of my day. I have a number of kids that are they're exceeding my expectations. I have a number of kids that are, you know, applying for internships and kids that have made mistakes and they have owned up to them almost immediately or they've taken some time and then have come back and apologized. And that, that makes me proud. Even though this episode was a little bit more, um, I don't want to say of a downer, it's more of a real moment. Um, but there, there are so many kids that I am so proud of, kids that I've had in the past, kids that I have currently, kids that I don't have, but I, I chat with every so often in the hallway or I see them or they come into my room whenever. So it's not, it's not all bad. My charge to parents, I guess, if you are listening to this, my guess is if you're listening to this, this probably isn't an issue for you at all, but I loved the Instagram quote saying that teachers should probably wear body cams just like the police so that people can see how their child really acts. I think that would be fantastic. Now, granted, 
Some of my parents wouldn't care. Either because they have a lot of other a lot of other stuff going on, or they just don't care, they're not invested, or they've got something going on in their life. But even still, not a bad idea. So, Betsy DeVos, maybe you should watch out for what you're cutting in terms of education funding, especially for the public, poor, south side urban education schools. There's nothing like getting to the uh, end of your week and you're like, ah, oh, it's Friday Eve, and you're like, Ah, it's not. It's Thursday Eve, which doesn't have the same ring to it. Um, But by the time you listen to this episode, or by the time this is released, rather, it will be Friday Eve, which means you're only one and a half more days or one full day, or maybe it's two full days if you're listening in the morning from the weekend. So for those of you that are on spring break, congratulations. Hopefully it's a, a restful one. People that are going on it soon, good luck. Enjoy it. Relax. Don't do anything. I'm hoping to be on spring break pretty soon and traveling around a little bit. Make sure you rate their podcast, uh, review in whatever app you're listening to. You can check out my other appearances on other podcasts like the Growing Minds podcast, Lazy Teacher podcast, the Honest Teacher podcast, Too Much Scrolling, and other places that I've been. You can check all that out on podchaser.com. Search Ryan F., Ryan Michael, or Mr. F. I'll be there. You can also rate the podcast there. If you want to be on the show, we've got a number of guests coming up. The podcast is also going on the road a little bit, so that should be fun. It'll be easier with the Zoom. But you can reach us at Classroom Brew on social media or email us, classroombrew at gmail.com. All right, that was all I had. Thank you guys for listening. If you have anything that you want to you know, throw out there as an opinion, a thought, whatever it may be, uh, feel free. Contact me. Love hearing from you guys. All right. Until next week, class dismissed. <laughs>